Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. Today on the show is the Ballet Hob based duo Les Salamanders, comprised of Colleen and Julie. They've just released their debut album, There Is a Sea Between Us, which was done over various Zoom sessions before they headed to Nova Scotia in Canada to record with producer Daniel Ledwell, who has worked with McFlannery, Ben Kaplan and Jen Grant, among others. It's a really gorgeous album, full of lovely harmonies and great choruses, and the culmination of three or four years together. Julie and Colleen worked in Buds in Ballet Hob and eventually became friends and started making music together. They endured the pandemic when Colleen had to move back to France for a couple of months, and with a brilliant venue, Leavises of Ballet Hob fight in their corner. They've shared stages with the likes of Paul Noonan of Bellex One and Houseplants. Wallace Bird, Mick Flannery, and Gemma Hayes. Les Salamanders were also nominated for Best Emerging Artist at the RTE Radio 1 Folk Awards last year, and they have some tour dates coming up as well. They're playing The Green Room in Dingle on Saturday, February 24th. They're in Collins in Cork on Friday, March 3rd. They're in Whelan's in Dublin on Thursday, March 23rd, the commercial in Limerick, a rescheduled date on March 24th, and there's a date planned in Galway as well, but that's TBC. Let's listen to the opening track on There's a Sea Between Us. It's called Now is the Time, and we'll get into our chat, which was done over Zoom, just FYI. We'll find out all about the band, and we'll talk through some of the tracks on the album as well. You can get said debut album from Les Salamanders on their Bandcamp page, which is lesalamanders.bandcamp.com. This is Now Is The Time. Maybe I should have gone to some more places all along And maybe we should have smiled at all the faces like a child Now is the time for forgiveness Now is the time for regrets Now is the time to Wonder if I have a child when she is older. Will she be wild without fear or will she live in this chaotic dome of abstract prescriptions that I now know? Now is the time for. So you guys are based down in Bali de Hob. Do you think that it's a fine place to be making music? Go ahead, Judy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm from Bali de Hob and I very briefly left and ended up back here. And that's where I met Colleen. We've just had such great support from everyone around that it feels like it's a great place to be making music. Like we're uh, bringing out our album next week and um, we like we're just talking to everyone around about it and everyone's just so delighted for us and since the start like everyone has just like you know really supported us and like it's a hard thing to go and do and put yourself out there but it's felt very easy because everyone around us is just like go for it because it's full of just creative people and everyone wants to see you do well and do something you're happy doing. So yeah, I think it's a great place to be making music. 
Uh, tell me about your brief time away from Ballet Hub. So uh, what was that? Was that just like a, a crisis of identity or something? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was terrible. Well, it's funny growing up. I feel like in West Cork, you're like, I got to get out of here. I don't want to end up living here forever. And uh, I was in college in Cork for a bit doing music. Um, I was kind of between going to Dublin and Cork. And then I met someone one day and they were like, there's this other course in Cork. I was going to do music and I hadn't heard of it. And I was like, you know what? I'll give that one a go. And I ended up then working in Buds in Valley Hub at the weekends. And that's where I met Colleen because she just started working there as well. And so it was up there like during the academic year and then kind of finished up the course and then lockdown, everything happened. And like, it was a great place to be <laughs> during lockdown. Um, and yeah, I ended up back here and I never thought I would be a, like growing up. I was, I was like, you gotta get out of here. But I actually love it. It's very nice. <laughs> How did you come to Ballad Hub, Colleen? Um, well, I moved to I moved to Ireland um a little bit over five years ago, and I don't know. I just wanted to learn English really, so I had the option of um the UK or Ireland, but it was the whole like start of Brexit and everything, and I was like, nah, I don't want it to be too complicated. I hate paperwork and everything, so I was like, if I don't have to do any of it, I'll be delighted. <laughs> so I was like, cool, I'll go to Ireland, um. And I was planning on on going to Galway, like settling down in Galway. And when I arrived, I I applied to every job possible in in Galway. Um, is it the city? Is yeah, it Galway city? Of course, in Galway city. But uh, no one got back to me. I didn't even get a no or a yes. I got nothing. And which was pretty rude, if you ask me. <laughs> but um, I briefly ran out of money because four hundred euros. Is not enough money to survive for a few years, apparently. Um, so I had to find a job and I got a job as an au pair down in Ballydahab. Um, never heard of West Cork before. Um, I hated kids, but I didn't want to go back to France after only three weeks in Ireland because of my pride. Um, so I just took the job and I was like, I'll only do four months and... Um, funny enough, the bus uh, that drove me down to Ballet Hub stopped in front of um, Levis Corner House. And now I work there and I lived there for a couple of years. And it's like, I remember the feeling I had when I came down that bus. I looked around and if you know Ballet Hub, you know it's only one street. And it was the 5th of December. So you look around and I literally said to myself, what did you do? What are you doing here? There's nothing. There's no one. This is this is awful. And after four months, I decided to stay for a bit longer. And um, with the family I was I was with, and then I just didn't want to go back to France, so I got a job in Buds and started working there as a waitress. And I met Judy. I hated her at first. I I just don't like many people. To be fair, <laughs> is is that just something you say though? Like you actually were friends from the very start. I'm guessing. Well, I, no, I actually nice didn't like. I actually didn't like her. I was like, she she used to give me. She was being really nice, but I'm I'm believe it or not, I'm quite a shy person, and I I find it really hard to meet new people. Uh, so I always imagine the worst coming out of people. So I was like, why is she nice to me? Like, why? Like she thinks we're gonna be friends. Like, what what's wrong with her? I was also trying to help her. She just started the job, and I was like, oh, you do this and this. And, and in my like, head, I was like, uh, I've been a waitress for five years. Like, don't tell me how to do my job. I know how to do my job. Um, so rude. Yeah, but it's very French, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess <laughs> it's the French side that comes out, you know. But um, eventually, you know, she became my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and Julie, did you like her at first, or were you like, "Ah, oh, this"? <laughs> I was this like, "Oh, girl. lovely! There's a nice new girl starting here." Just, I was all optimistic about it. Didn't even know she didn't like me. I was like, "Well, yeah, you're not gonna go and say, oh, I don't like you.' <laughs> really rude." <laughs> I well, obviously, like I, I must have been trying hard to be your friend because, like, yeah, probably too hard <laughs> because we became friends then because I put this song on and we were both dancing. So I guess I was like, "Let's be friends." We were mopping up at the end of the day, and I was like putting on music, trying to, yeah, trying to, you know, trying to be cool, get to know you. <laughs> uh, and then I invited you to Secret Song, didn't I? 
Yeah, but I was already going without you, like with my housemates. See, she was already going. She didn't want to be my friend. Wow. I don't, I don't like making new friends. It actually gives me anxiety. I'm like, what am I supposed to say? I was also in the whole, like, I just started. I had taken a year out from college or from school before that. And then I was just starting in college. So I was in the buzz of like, I'm going to make a lot of friends. And like, I'm going to start bands and do fun things. And Colleen is just like, I'm just trying to talk to some people when they talk to me. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to get off your chest about each other while we're airing, <laughs> while we're airing grievances? Wait, is this the podcast? She's been forcing yeah. me to go to therapy. She's been like trying to force me to go to couple therapy for a while, even though we're not a couple. Is that what is that what's happening? This is actually not a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the microphone is just a prop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Actually, it's a good idea. No, we we no, we like we've talked about that, so she knows I I didn't. Oh, we know I each would, other yeah. well now. I was, I was, yeah. yeah. It's not that I, well, no, I didn't like you. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that I didn't like you. No, I didn't. No, she really, really likes people yeah. when she first meets them. So yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and so yeah. like, so you hear each other singing in buds and you think, oh, maybe we'll make some music together. What were like the first uh, practice sessions? Like, were you on the same page musically from the start? No, no. Um, Judy was trying to be really cool. She, she uh, was like, I uh, was really cool. I'm in the, do you know, I started college and like, I'm a songwriter. Uh, so, do you want to start a band? And I was like, yeah, obviously <laughs> I write songs too, which was a lie. But then um, I said to her, yeah, well, no, I didn't say I write songs. I said I write poems, which was true. Yeah. Um, so I I said, yeah, cool. Um, let's try. And she was like, cool, I can come to your house. And I was like, lovely. So a few days later, she came over to my house. And she brought a bottle of wine, which is very important because, you know, that's how you get to a, a French person's heart, bring them wine. And and so we sat down and I had written down, well, no, we're chatting away and we're trying to, we're like, oh, maybe we can cover songs and stuff like that. And Judy was like, how about this song? And I was like, oh, no, I really don't like it. And then I was like, how about this song? She was like, oh, no, I'd rather die. Uh, and it went on like this for like, I don't know, 15 minutes and we realized that we really didn't like the same kind of music. Like we had nothing in common, musically speaking. And then she was like, I guess we'll have to write something. And I was like, okay. And then I took out that poem I wrote um, about me moving from France to Ireland and about leaving my, my mom because I'm I'm really close to my mom. So it was like a big thing for me to be away from her. And yeah and maybe like a couple of hours later we had our first song written and it's now on the album and and then we were just like we can't cover anything so let's just write our own songs and be happy with it what's the difference between writing a poem and writing a song is one harder than the other or is one more personal than the other um that's i don't know um i think Well, first of all, I wouldn't write a poem in English, I think. Yeah, I would do that in French. I, I remember I, I used to do it all the time and I kind of stopped doing it because then we started writing songs. I feel like a poem doesn't have to be as musical as a as a song. You know, it's, it, it can be anything. Um, Julie's starting doing this haiku class and... Um, and yeah, like I, yeah, I realised that the poem can be literally about anything. It could be about a slice of toast. I mean, I guess a song could be about a slice of toast too, but um, I feel like maybe, I mean, the way we write songs, for me, it's more its more um, personal because we write about what's going on in our lives. And I feel like as well, like when we write songs, not at the beginning, but then like we kind of knew we'd be performing them. And like, I feel like I have to be more, I can't, I kind of hide things more in a song than I would in a poem because I know I would never be reading my poetry out. <laughs> like I would be, I'd be very like, I would just write it how it is. I think in a poem, but in a song, I'm more like, no, nah, I'd rather not be singing that to people. So let's say this instead because that kind of means the same thing. Yeah, she's mad about the metaphors. She loves them. Very mysterious. Very mysterious person. Yeah, and then a few years later, we were like, what is this about you? What kind of influences were you like thinking about or what were the common influences you finally settled on? Or did you, was it just that you found a common sound between you? I feel like the, it was no one specifically, 
but definitely like uh we would both have gone to other uh, where I started going to gigs was Levis's and where Colleen would have gone to gigs in Ireland was Levis's. So definitely like that kind of music that like in in like songwriter singer songwriter yeah. kind of folky stuff like that was definitely like that was what I kind of grew up musically kind of being inspired by and I'd always go to the gigs and be like I'm gonna be up there someday um and that was probably the only one we have in common because yeah because then like I mean I, I grew up listening to loads of French music like my parents I like they, they were mad about like me like French pop singers uh, pop is not an, a, an in a poppy way, but popular French singers, um, and and they're both like mad about like lyricists, and so I grew up listening to beautiful French lyricists, and so yeah, like the, ly- the lyrics have always been really important to me, um, even though I love a, a good cheesy, romantic song, even <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and Judy was the same. Like I mean, she. I mean, you you're mad about like Johnny Mitchell and and yeah. Laura Marling and and like Phoebe Bridgers and they're mad like but like their lyrics are always like spot on. Yeah. I don't usually ask bands about like where their names come from, but I'm really intrigued by the story behind Les Salamanders. Does it mean any like anything? Is it just like a random nope. word put together? Um, it's a made up word, but that it means it means the dirty Amandas. Oh, okay. There's an explicit. Uh, Version of the origin story. <laughs> we we were in the pub and we had decided we were going to do a gig. We had written about three songs at this point. And we asked our friend Ted. Ted. Let's give him credit. We asked our friend Ted. Hey Ted. Quick. The the gig is in three days or however long. What's the band called? And Ted said, How about I don't know, can I say this? Yeah, I think you can. You can edit it out after. <laughs> Ted said, what about Dirty Sluts? And, and we're like, like oh. and he said, but make it French. And we're like, okay, which is Les Sales Salopes in French. And I was like, that actually is a great name because for us, like, I didn't, no one knew what it meant. Cause Except for my mom. She was not mom. happy. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, for a short while, Les Salles Salopes, which sounds like, really, I think it sounds really cool, it but then eventually we, we had some more gigs and Colleen's mom was like, you can't go on. With yeah, like first of all, if you look at just the, the what's it called? Oh no, I'm losing my English. This is very, the, the first letters of the, the, oh, the SS. Yeah, exactly. So my mother said, you cannot be called the SS if people just like uh, shorten your name. This is a terrible name. And I was like, OK, I didn't think of that. And she said, and also, no, 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 it's very rude. And I was like, OK, mom, OK. And then came the time we had to think about something a bit smarter, not calling our name smart because it's not. And <laughs> um, I watched I was watching telly and it was this ad going on um, and your man on the telly just kept on saying, oh, don't be silly, Amanda. It was an, an English channel. Um, that was a great English accent very also. Thank you very much. And I was, we were still working in boards at the moment, at the time, and I just started calling everyone Amanda. And I still have a few friends that I, that we call it, we call each other Amanda. And so we just decided to keep the third side of it and just replace the slots by Amanda's. So we're the dirty Amanda's. Very good. That's a good story. That's a good story. I enjoyed that. Usually, usually you don't get that kind of story. It's usually people just being like, I just got tired of thinking about it and just chose a random word or something. So uh, that's a good story. I enjoyed that. Um, It sounds like it sounds like lockdown was when this debut album kind of came together. Not saying that like lockdown was good for you or anything, but is that kind of where there's a sea between us started and came together and developed? Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we we started the band together before lockdown, and then Colleen went back to France, and we had kind of left it. I was just this fun thing we did for a bit, and then she came back kind of halfway after the first lockdown, the twenty twenty in that summer. Oh yeah, yeah, and we had our first gig that summer, and after that first gig, uh, we were, were we were buzzing from that gig. It was a great gig. It was our first gig, and we were buzzing. We we're like, yeah, let's make an album. Ooh. <laughs> um, and then it took us a few months I guess Not, yeah three months four months yeah uh, we then we we were 
so that I, Joe will deny this, but he planted the seed. He said, you guys should make an album, Joe from Leavis. And then we were like, we hadn't even thought about it. Like we, cause we, the band was just kind of for fun. We want to just do a gig, have a full gig, just, and then, and then that kind of was like spiraled and snowballed. And, and then, yeah, we, we wrote, now's the time. And I think now's the time was the start of it really. Cause it was, um, October 2020 so everything was closed again and we just sat down and we had a moment we were not very friendly with each other at that stage and we kind of wrote now is the time um like Judy wrote the, the chorus of now is the time um telling me that she you know she she still loves me but it, it'll take her time basically and then we were applying for a grant that's the, the real reason we actually started making it that was like oh, I forgot we applied that. for that grant and uh we were just starting out so it was a very like we we're like let's just go for it and we'll see what comes out of it and we wanted to so, look great on paper yeah to apply for it we to, have to have like great names. producer yeah. and all all these other things you need and so because of uh, many amazing people we got uh, in contact with daniel ledwell over in Canada and we were like we're going to put you we're going to use your name for a grant application obviously we didn't get the grant but um then Daniel was like I'd like to still like work with you if you want to try it out just we can give it a go and we'll see how it goes and we're like okay cool so uh we're doing that on zoom we recorded now's the time and moldy uh true zoom uh so recording ballet hub with a friend of ours Olive, and then send everything to Daniel and mixed it and produced it with him over zoom and emails which is a pain and it takes forever and um but it was a great experience but after a while um joe and, and caroline uh both said to us look maybe maybe just go to canada and get it over with and just do it finish recording the album so our react first reaction was like woohoo we're going on holidays to canada um it wasn't a holiday. It was amazing. We had the best time ever, but it wasn't a holiday. Uh, so we went there as soon as they lifted the restrictions in Canada to get into Canada. So September 2021, and we spent 10 days in the studio, and we just we we just did it. We recorded it, and it was great. Um, whatever it took us three weeks over emails to fix in the song, it took us like 20 seconds in the studio, and it was just great, a great experience. So yeah, we never planned on making an album. It just happened. <laughs> and we went to Canada to do it. So yeah, everyone's like, hmm, yeah, going to Canada during lockdown to record an album. It's not that, lockdown that anymore. That makes sense. It's not lockdown anymore. Yeah, there are no producers in Ireland. No. no. We left <laughs> working locally. We kept saying at the beginning of the application, like, want to go with, like, do everything locally. And then everyone's like, you couldn't find a producer in Ireland. We didn't know. We thought it was all going to be like remotely. Yeah. So we were like, sure, it doesn't matter where they're there. Wow. It sounds like it was a really positive experience heading, heading over there and like uh, work filled. Oh, it was brilliant. It was the whole, like, I, like when we got like, it's, it's such a weird thing. Cause it's like half the time you hate doing the whole thing. Like, like just before we got our finals delivered, I was like, why are we doing this? And then it arrived and I was like, oh my god it's real and kind of every like you think about how much work went into it and you're like how did I like actually do all that and you forget then all the bad things and all how hard it was and it's just oh yeah, yeah but the, the was studio great. was just great I mean oh it was amazing like he lived like like on a lake in the woods and we like swimming you, in the lake whatever it you was, think of Canada that was it like <laughs> it was, was crazy <laughs> And like driving to the studio every day and just like I remember just being like, imagine this was my life on a highway. And it was like it was great. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, and we learned, I mean, like I have no music background whatsoever, so I learned a lot and I was really I was at moments I sometimes have a bit of a confidence issue. Um but um I remember Judy and Daniel talking to each other we're like yeah well I think you played the seventh instead of playing like the major whatever I'm just saying random things I don't know what I'm saying right now and and Daniel would look at me being like are oh, you you agree right and I was like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he would take the time and be like okay I know you didn't understand so I'm gonna explain it to you this is what happened and this is what we're trying to go with and this is what she's playing and I was like cool and I was just like can you make it sound like 
And he'd be like, yeah, no bother. And Julie would be like, oh, can you use that instrument and fancy words? And she's acting like an old, I don't know anything. Yeah, but she pretends she does. I pretend her because she knows nothing. So they were like, I'm stupid. Um, let's talk through some of the songs on the album you've already mentioned now is the time that was the first song that you wrote and it's a song that opens up the album I think that it's quite a very positive song is that the reason why it's at the start of the album you wanted to start off on a positive note before it kind of gets a little bit sad maybe um well it's not the first song we wrote but it's the first song we wrote recorded yeah recorded that's the first I don't know, it kind of like, I, I just remember, um, I hope Caroline is never going to listen to that podcast because she's probably going to hate me. She's going to hate me. But we record, we wrote the song and I remember recording it on my phone because we, we do that because then we forget melodies and we're like, oh, this is the best song ever. Let's play it again. Oh, I don't remember. So I had it on my phone and Judy went home and I was with Caroline in Leaves and I just played her the recording and she said nothing, but I, I could see like tears rolling down her eyes and then she said this is a beautiful song and I was like nice I can make people cry <laughs> I myself for a minute and I don't know it kind of felt like a bit of um for us it was kind of a, not an anthem because that it's a big word but like during all those mini lockdowns over the end of 2020 this song was just like kind of like it's okay you know it's I don't know do, do you know what I'm trying to say, Judy? Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> uh, yes, because I'm the one who's not a rambler at all. No. <laughs> I'm going to explain it in very few words, and it's going to be... Uh, yeah, I... It is, I suppose... That's probably why it's the beginning, because it is positive. And yeah, I feel... It was like our little anthem. It, it was, was actually be- the last song that we wrote it was the most recent yeah. song we've written yeah from the album and like do you know when you look back like at the very beginning I wasn't very good at guitar so most of the, like they're not very complicated songs all the chords the same just whack on a capo <laughs> don't reveal your <laughs> secrets don't reveal your secrets now this one is in C also but uh like I feel like it really felt like we had grown a lot from the beginning and like in hindsight, all of the songs are like about us. Now there's, there's a couple of, you know, the classic heartbreaks and stuff. But this one was like after we'd gone through kind of a thing as friends and kind of learning to just overcome that and be like, it's okay. And also while being in the midst of the pandemic and being like, what is going on in the world? Um, and I feel like that's why I felt right to put it at the beginning. I guess one of the themes of the album as well is kind of mothers. You've got a track called Mother. It sounds like Regine is, or Regine is another song about mother. Do you want to tell me about those two tracks? Do you do you see them as almost like sister tracks in a way for talking about mothers, I suppose? Um, well, Regine is, is, that is the first one we wrote, is the, the poem I wrote in French about my mom. So Regine is my mom's name. Um, and... This song, so that that is the first Le Salama the song ever, and it was about me moving to Galway, and so when I, when we're saying alone in the city and all of that, um, it's it's just about me, like, yeah, trying out this new life and you know moving into this whole new country where I don't speak the language and I have no friends and I have no one, no family around, and um, and because she hates all the new people she's met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can establish that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this song is also about you know, like I mean, you don't have to move country or move away from your family. It's a song about, and I mean, we use my mom's name, but it's about whoever is your uh, parental figure. I guess it's just being like, I, it's just a message saying that I'll always need my mom. She's always she's she always will be my mom. Uh, but at that stage, I was nineteen. I was like, I needed to try something new by myself. And even if I'm doing it without her, I'm still going to need her. And she's always, she. I know she'll always be here for me to help me. Um, but I need to just try out things on my own for a minute. Yeah, like we dedicated the, the album to our moms. And uh, when, so I went over for Christmas and when, so mom doesn't really speak English. She speaks a bit of English, but not much. And we're a bit too lazy to translate the 
the credits twice, like, I mean, in English and French. So we just put it in English and oh, it I just says... we were going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> and it just says this album is dedicated to her moms, Kathy and, Rej- and Rejan. And mom just saw it and she just, just started bawling, crying. And then she looked at the, the, the track list and she was like, oh my God, am I famous? My name is on albums. And she was really proud and... And yeah, it was it was great. It was a great moment. That was a, a a a proud moment for me and for her. I guess it was just like, look at me. I wrote that song about uh, being lost somewhere in the world, uh, and now I'm gonna release an album, and this is pretty cool. <laughs> the birds leave, the leaves fall free, like living a dream. Running and no time to scream The melody changes The sky falls sooty In the mirror stranger Alone in the city Rejan If I could hold your hand Just one more time I'll be back tomorrow if I could fly Rejan If you could understand To inhale my own breath I have to step aside Mon rêve a changé Mes membres ont cassé J'ai perdu mon enfance Moldy is one of the singles that you've released from the album. An example of great slide guitar and brass on the track. Is there other people playing on the record? Did did you do it all? I did everything, yes. Uh, <laughs> I sing the brass. <laughs> no, it was actually uh, mostly Daniel, our producer. Um, uh, and then Paul Dunley uh, did the trombone solo on Mother and on Plastic Barbies. Um, but yeah, it, it was mostly Daniel. Daniel and Julie, obviously. Anna also played the guitar. You did. I played the electric guitar on Mother. Yeah, when we got to Canada, Daniel showed us his lap steel. And I really was... got obsessed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like when you get a new toy. So maybe, yeah. It, but like, obviously, we only had 10 days in the studio. So, but I, I had that excitement for 10 days. Yeah. So it ended up. I mean, both Julie and Daniel got excited excited about the the lap still, and I said, "Okay, we need we I don't." It all turned into a very very country album. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Julie, did you come home and instantly you were just uh, googling lap steel guitars? You were like, "Oh, I I I so nearly bought one," and then I was like, "No, how many instruments do you have that you don't know how to play?" And just sitting in your room, so I uh, stopped myself. Yeah. But maybe for my birthday or. Christmas? No, no. <laughs> Whatever. I probably never learned how to play it. No, exactly. Mary's Got Issues is uh, another single you say in the PR. It's not often that we write upbeat songs, um, but you say that this is a particularly upbeat song. What's so hard about writing like that type of upbeat song? I don't know. Like we just end up. We're just miserable. Uh, yeah, a lot of the time we're songwriting, it's like there's something sad going on or like we're just feeling a bit down. And then this day we were kind of, I think, frustrated. So we were a bit hyper. Um, And then it ended up just being... It was a gorgeous very... summer day also. I remember it was, it was really hot that day. Were, we, were you babysitting someone? I was, I was uh, back au pairing, au pairing oh, okay. just for a couple of months. Yeah. So we were over at 
I, I came to where Colleen was staying and the baby was having it. She was napping. Okay. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's write. We have like an hour to write a song. It was like in the middle. Yeah. The middle of the summer and like down here, like it's obviously very seasonal and we both work like in like hospitality. hospitality. So you get a bit hyper throughout the middle of the summer and it was the middle of the day and it was hot and I think we were just ranting to each other about things and it ended up like because usually it'll be the evening and it will just be one of us a bit sad or something and then the songs are slow and mellow and yeah and there'll be tears probably and uh, well, this time was like yeah and and then but you see I want this but I also want this I'm like like what's going on and then Judy just I think it's the first time it's in B flat isn't it yeah yeah so Judy played in B flat and once again, I know nothing about music, but I just know that B flash is my key. My voice sounds <laughs> great, B flash. And I was like, we just started singing, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is my key. I found my key, and I mean, I don't know. It was just, um, and I think you started getting more confident with the guitar, also. So you're trying out new things, and it just, yeah, it sounded great. It was a great song. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a great song. And it also feels like if now is the time the opening song is kind of like you say, anthemic, I'm guessing this is kind of getting a really good audience response as well. It's very like easy to sing along with in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been nice the last week, actually. It's been like Mary's has been played on, on RT1 quite a bit. Um, I live in, in, in the village of Ballydhoven. A few days ago, someone parried their car outside my flat and uh, with the radio blasting through the speakers. And I was like, Jesus, can you turn it down? <laughs> and next thing I hear Mary's going on, like, you know, and I was like, oh my God. And I was at the window <laughs> shouting to everyone, come on the radio. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, but cool at the same time. Did, did you think when you were writing it, or when it was finished, maybe, that it would have that kind of radio appeal? Is that anything that you thought about at all? Not no. really. Every time I write a song, have like, we already, we, yeah. we're just like, yeah, this is a hit. We're hit machines, that's <laughs> yeah. what we do. Um, that was before, I think, the album Notion. That was when we were just having the craft. Yeah. That was probably the time where we were manically trying to find enough song, trying to write enough songs to do a gig. Yeah. But no, we never, we, we don't, that's the thing, like, you know, we don't write songs to make an album or we don't write songs to for them to be played on the radio. We just write about our problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the title track then, it sounds really lush, really kind of um, filled out, I suppose. Was that a hard one to finish because of that kind of sound? Did it take a while to do? Uh, we went into that. I really... Uh... I love Phoebe Bridgers and I love her song Motion Sickness. And we went into that song. I was like, Daniel, I want this guitar in the beginning of this. <laughs> and that kind of, I suppose, started it. And then also, we there's a kind of a stop at the end. So we knew we wanted that to be something big. And then, so it was actually, it, it was, was it was the hardest one to record. Do you remember I had a moment in the booth? <laughs> Had a lot of moments in the booth. No, but that was the, I had the moment in the booth. Like that was the thing. Like oh I, yeah, because we changed the key. Yeah, so we decided to change the key before we started recording it. It's because it was it was too it was a bit high for coming. We both sing. This was this song was hilarious to write because I wrote. We had a fight. We had a fight. Big this fight. Song. <laughs> I wrote the verse about something Colleen was working and I we were house sitting it was gas and this beautiful house so it was like we're a couple we were a married couple for the week I was at home I was I was making writing money songs. she was making money and uh she was going through this heartbreak of time and I just got very emotional about it and I wrote a verse and then Colleen came back I wrote a chorus as well but I was like look the chorus is a bit crap so we'll redo the course and then it was very it's very handy sometimes I just I'll write a verse and then I'll just say Colleen write a French verse and then sure it doesn't matter if they kind of sound the same or if they're about the same thing because because they're not the same language so it's fine and then so then we went back and forth trying to write choruses and Colleen where was I in you, work you I was work, then yeah. working the next day and Colleen sent me a voice note 
of a new chorus she wrote and I just texted her I was like I hate it I would never sing that I'd rather I'd rather I think you said something like I'd rather die than sing that chorus or something <laughs> very dramatic very dramatic very rude very dramatic very rude I just it was because like I really like it was because it's very emotional it was that lyric, yeah and I was so like big. I don't know if I can sing that um Anyway, it was very dramatic. Judy, like I said, she's very metaphorical and she hates, like, you know, like, I mean, my line in the chorus is like, uh, I want to be with you now, but I can't be with you just now. And And Judy was like, this is so TV. I can't sing that. I won't sing it. I refuse to sing it. And I was like, that is rude. Like, I wrote that and that's how I feel about that thing at the moment. And she was like, no, not singing it. So we compromised and I sang my line and she sang her line. But anyway, back to the recording process. My line was very low and her line was very high. And I just, I couldn't, when we were recording, I realized that I just couldn't sing it. So we had to bring it up. And then, so it made Colleen's line very high. And, I, I was, and so we have the booth. I was in the booth and I said, oh, so I think we recorded by the end of it. Like that was probably the last one we recorded and that we recorded the vocals of. Yeah. And... It's it's very intense recording an album and like and I'm quite emotional. Um, like I'm really emotional. I would cry all the time if I could. But then um, I got really emotional in the booth. I was like, I'm sorry. I it's just this song is really hard for me to sing. And I said I need five minutes. And and Daniel is oh god, he's so patient. Thank God. But he said just take time, take five, go outside, have a moment. I was like cool. And then, and then later on, we're driving home that day, and because then I just sang the song, it was fine. And then Judy was like, "So funny when you you had a moment and you went outside." And Daniel said, um, "Is it hard for her to sing it because it's like very close to her feelings and stuff?" And Judy was like, "Oh no, it's just because we changed the key and it's really high." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, he thinks I'm like I'm a drama queen or something." It was just like it was too high for me to sing it. That's it. <laughs> Because you're definitely not a drama queen. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and then the final track is called uh, Go Away. And you mix in more French lyrics here. It's something that comes up throughout the album. Is that something that uh, comes naturally? It's very easy to do, not something that you overthink, I suppose. That one was actually really funny. That was like, we wrote that and we were kind of having a fight about something. And... About I, a man. We were I, having I, a fight about a man, okay? And I don't want, I, I'm not, I don't hate you. I'm a little bit mad, but I don't hate you. So I think I wrote the first verse and then I was like, okay, you write the second bit. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew it was about the situation. It was more about like, uh, well, I don't really care what you think because this is just what I do, basically, because she still doesn't know what the second verse means because she doesn't look up the lyrics. Do you know what the, the verse is about? She doesn't. I feel like you told me one. Ah, there's a lot of them to remember. Yeah. And <laughs> that one in particular was usually it's like, Colleen, can you just write something in French? I can't think of anything to say. Or like we couldn't, we can't find a way to make it rhyme or whatever. Yeah. Um and or, like, or like if we just want a bit of French. It's yeah, it's important for me. I, I want the yeah, it's important for me to sing in French also. So which this one, yeah, it was literally like I was like, I don't really want her to know what I'm what I'm saying right now. I was like, I want to let you have a song about this situation, but I don't want to know what it means. Because we made a promise to never write about it. And then it just, like, it just happened. And I was like, oh, if I tell her, then I know why she's saying, I know she's the first verse is about it, but she won't admit it. So I can't admit that my verse is also about it. So we just said nothing and we sang the song. I learned the French lyrics and yeah. I didn't know what they meant. And it's also the first song that we're um, fully singing in harmony. Yeah, um, that we there's no unison. I think that was a that was a big thing. Like, yeah, we're literally not on the same page at all. We won't sing in unison. I like it. I like this angle. Yeah, but like that's how I felt when we wrote it. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to sing the same line. Just, I don't want to sing. Yeah, I I just this is not happening. But this is a another great song because hit machines once again. Happening. But also like it, the nice thing about like we'll come back a few months later and be like. Someone will ask us what this song is about, and we'll be we'll both start talking about completely different things. We'll be like, no, it was about this, and like a lot of this thing, like you know the heartbreak ones, like those. Obviously, after some time, you get over whatever's happened, and they're not, and you, you don't feel that way anymore. But a lot of the songs, like, kind of change meaning for you, like, you know, 
like mother like when I wrote that like that was so long ago but like that was about it wasn't actually about my mom it was about some other thing and then when we were recording it like it completely changed meaning yeah and it like it's kind of nice because like you don't then get sick of whatever they're about because you can just yeah, that means to you. Like my friends in France, they just think that all the songs are about my life <laughs> because they and they don't know Julie, so they're like, "Oh my god!" But do you ever write about Julie's life? <clears throat> like, yeah, but like, yeah. So all the songs are about me or Julie, or it. There is just a mix of us. Like even there is a sea between us. Yeah, that completely. I mean, it was me. my story at first, but um, yeah, still is kind of. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, we're talking a couple of days before the album comes out. People will be hearing this when it's already out in the world. How are you feeling about the album uh, ahead of release day? Are you like proud of what you've uh, what you've done? Very proud. Yeah, very relieved. And also, like, I can't believe we actually got it all together and we have CDs and we have vinyls because back a few months ago, I was like. How do you make a barcode? <laughs> Not a barcode. Barcode. A barcode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, yeah, I think I like I'm excited now because there was a lot of like the apprehension for a long time of like, are we gonna get it all? And because we did a crowdfunding, so there was that element of like, are we gonna get all the rewards ready and have them ready for people? Um, so okay. I'm excited now, and yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really proud. I think it's the best album ever written in a whole wide world. Hit machines. Hit machines. Yeah, hit machines. Exactly. It's no, I've never listened to, listen to any other album, so definitely. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's um, I think we we really made whatever we what like what we wanted to make, and we stayed true to ourselves, and we compromised a lot because, like we said, we have very different uh, musical. Taste. Taste. Thank you very much. Uh, but we compromised and we created something that we both really like. And like we were in Julie's car the other day um, waiting for her dad for a long time. And we listened to the album three times in a row and every time it just gets better. And I was like, yeah, this is my favorite song. And it's actually really fun to sing along your own songs. I don't know if you if you if you're allowed to do it, but we love doing it and it's great and we can't wait for the album to be out we can't wait for people to hear it and we can't wait to go and play it on tour with our band and just like just make it real for mm. real and and just looking towards the future just because i'm guessing these songs are like two years old maybe they're thereabouts um have you start have you written a lot of songs since can you already see that your process has changed maybe a little bit or maybe you haven't written any new songs and you're just like... No, we a... have written new songs. <laughs> For me, definitely, because like like I said there at the beginning, like I was literally learning guitar. So the first song, like we were practicing there with um, our bassist yesterday. And I was like, like we first, we were showing him the new songs. We might be playing one or two of them on the tour. And and then I was like, we went on to Rajan, which was the first one we wrote. And I was like, oh, this one's in C, obviously. Um, and like, there's just... And yeah, then my hit, and oh, this one is like the same, but it's a capo. <laughs> but uh, definitely, like at the beginning, like we really didn't. It was literally the beginning. Like we had no idea what we were doing. I knew I really wanted to write songs, but I had no idea how. Um, but and... the writing process is very similar than what it was. Yeah, we just sit down. The processes usually we just have to practice for a gig, and 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 as a French person, I'm cranky all the time so I'm like oh I don't want to practice and she was like do you want to write a song and I'm like okay and then coffee loads of coffee and loads of chats and then usually at the end of it we have a song <laughs> that, that's the yeah. secret it is the secret <laughs> yeah not intentionally but... no but when it happens and I'm like yeah I'm like that is the well then also you're emotional so you're like that is the best song that was ever written yeah, we're a bit too happy for a while, so uh, but now we're back on it, back at it. Uh, so we're ready to write that more, more songs. Um, yeah. Those red wine hangovers are the worst in my experience. I think I don't know if you feel the same. They are. Oh, they okay. are, but they write the best songs. <laughs> <laughs> the worst hangovers, the best songs. Exactly. <laughs> 
great well listen congrats on the album it sounds great and enjoy the days around release and enjoy touring it as well and thanks for the chats thank, thank you so much, much. thanks thank for having you. us Still